Duality, the great illusion. This is so integral to the conflict and suffering of the world. The conflict and suffering in your life, in your community, it is almost inescapable. But to see it clearly, to identify it, and to understand its true nature will allow us to free ourselves of unnecessary evil. My name is Lewis, and you are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. Hello again, my good friends. To begin, if you are not familiar with duality, or more accurately, non-duality, I strongly recommend you listen to episode 24 of the podcast in which, with the help of the great Alan Watts, I explain clearly what duality is. You see, it is absolutely vital that you understand what duality is. This is one of the fundamental metaphysical laws of reality. Like scientific law, Newton's first law of motion or the conservation of energy. These are not theories, not philosophy. These are intrinsic laws of reality embedded into the very foundation of existence. If we are to meet an alien race, we will be able to communicate with them through the mutual understanding of these fundamental laws because they are universal like basic mathematics. Understanding scientific laws aid us in understanding the process of reality. But understanding metaphysical laws aid us in understanding the experience of reality. In this way, they are much more relevant and important to the average individual, to you and me. Duality, impermanence, the eternal now, no self, these are intrinsic to your very existence, and to understand these immutable qualities is to understand your own life, your own existence. Now, I hope you have listened to episode 24. I promise you, you will find it useful and educating. What I want to do here is not simply rehash that old conversation, although I could, you can never discuss these metaphysical laws enough. We should study and revise them until we understand them as truly and immediately as we understand our nose on the front of our face and our fingers on the end of our hands. But what I want to do here is talk about duality in modern society and how it propagates itself through your daily life, through your daily experience. To give a very quick recap for those who have not listened to episode 24 or can't quite remember the contents of episode 24, duality is the understanding that all content contains a relative, equal, and opposite. Or that is to say, all judgment contains a relativistic opposite. To quote Lao Tzu in the Tao Te Ching, Recognize beauty and ugliness is born. Recognize good and evil is born. Is and isn't produce each other. Hard depends on easy. Long is tested by short. High is determined by low. Sound is harmonized by voice. After is followed by before. Do you see? You cannot have hot without cold. 
You cannot have up without down. Can you imagine a world in which we only have large and nothing small exists? It doesn't make sense, does it? It's all based on perception. We need the opposite to measure against. It's not that light cannot exist without dark. It is that they both create the other. In that way, they are actually variations of one and the same thing. We think there's two sides of a coin, but really they're both the same coin. We only create the distinction between one side and the other through our own discerning mind. Now this is where we come into trouble. Of course we always want to be warm and never want to be cold. We want to be happy and reject sadness. We want to... <laughs> We always want to win and we never want to lose. We apply our own judgment to these dualistic opposites, which are in fact intrinsically linked. We chase after one while refusing the other. And when we inevitably encounter the negative, the one we deem bad, which is bound to happen eventually, then we experience suffering. Of course, Stoicism, Zen, Buddhism, Hinduism, the Bhagavad Gita, the Tao Te Ching, all the great patriarchs of antiquity taught us the exact same thing. To see clearly the intrinsically interconnected nature of good and bad, of light and dark, of yin and yang. See clearly how they are linked and understand truly and deeply how you are inevitably going to encounter both. So don't reject bad and don't chase good because that is where your suffering arises. You do what you need to do, but whatever result occurs, experience it fully with perfect equanimity. Now let's have a quick look around us. Let's look at contemporary Western society and see where we can identify duality. This shouldn't be difficult. Think about American culture. This is the perfect example I like to give of duality being projected into people's minds. You ready for this? Superheroes. Marvel. Think about it. Let's take Superman, for instance. Superman, he's so great, so powerful, so just and righteous. What a great guy. But it's not enough to have Superman by himself, is it? No, of course not. We need a villain for him to fight. We can't have a superhero without a supervillain. For every Batman, we have a Joker. For every Spider-Man, we have a Green Goblin. It's no good having Superman turn up and everyone say, Oh, hey, Superman, how's it going? No, we're all good here. Everybody's living peacefully and in harmony. We don't need any help. If that were the case, then there wouldn't be any need for Superman to exist, would there? And so we create this dualistic conflict between good and evil, between us and them. Now, I understand you may argue that superheroes are teaching kids about virtue, about positive qualities, courage, truthfulness, honor, and that is all great. But maybe the problem here lies in the idea that heroes are inherently virtuous and the evil is out there, right? The baddies are the other guys, the other. In reality, the darkness we need to overcome is within ourselves, not out there in other people. 
We won't be happy once we have destroyed all those around us who upset us. We will only be at peace once we have banished the darkness within ourselves. Now look at the rest of America. It's exactly the same. The country is run on a military industrial complex. They have by far the largest, most highly funded military in the world. So it's a matter of course that they will be engaged in conflict all around the world. You can't have a Superman without Lex Luthor, right? You can't have this great Goliath of a military without having some enemy to fight, whether it's the Axis powers or the communists or terrorism. There's always going to be someone. It's no different now than at any other point in history. You cannot have a standing army and not use it. And where do we see this amongst civilians? Feminism needs its patriarchy. Otherwise, who are they to overcome? Racial groups need their white supremacists to justify their activism. Liberals demonize conservatives. It goes on and on. We live in an age where there is significant social credit to be earned in being a victim. So many people actively seek out oppressors. Others manifest opponents so they have someone to defeat and say, hey, look at me. I did it. I smashed the baddies. That makes me the goodie. Everybody wants to be the superhero. Now, I'm not saying there aren't evil people in the world. Of course there are. Absolutely. But look around you. Look at the social division apparent in Western civilization. Left against right. Trump. Brexit. Vaccines. Everybody picks a side and that's it. Draw a line in the sand. You're either with us or against us. Where is all this going? What is the end to this? You know when Trump lost and Biden got into office? The liberals who were supporting Biden were saying things like, thank God it's over. Now the country can heal. What are you talking about? Half the country voted for Trump. You think these people are just going to disappear? If you are going to entrench yourself in a side and fight against an enemy, you need to have a clearly defined end goal. It's not good enough to say, I'm on the side of justice. I'm fighting the bad guys. The people who say that create as much conflict as they solve. This dualistic pursuit of good and evil is the perennial conflict. Heaven and hell, light against darkness. It will never end. You think going to a protest and screaming in the face of people you don't agree with is going to right the evils in the world? Come on, grow up. I know a lot of people who argue that only a coward sits on the fence, that if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And yeah, I agree. I'm not saying that you should become a pacifist. I'm not suggesting that you reject all conflict, but rather you should pick your battles carefully. Apply yourself only to conflicts which are both necessitous and also to those which you can actually resolve. Don't lose yourself in a shouting match between equally angry and equally incompetent morons. Don't let yourself be sucked into the ceaseless whirlpool of false duality. First and foremost, you need to look within. Search within yourself. Where is the darkness within you? 
What are your vices? Which virtues do you need to apply more effort to embody? It's easy to point our finger out there at other people and highlight the evil in others. That's easy. Everyone has their faults. Everyone has made mistakes. Many people will have faults which are more numerous than yours. Others will have faults which are greater in severity. Highlighting that doesn't excuse you from your own shortcomings. But that's the real challenge, isn't it? First, admitting our own mistakes, then applying the effort to overcome them. Yeah, it's hard. It's real hard. It's a lifelong pursuit, but it's also the most noble pursuit and the most rewarding. Nowadays, we've got people who openly admit to their mental illnesses. They're depressed, anxious, and admitting your faults is a good start, but they don't progress beyond that point. They revel in their failings and think they are virtuous for doing so. These people are at conflict with all around them, but they still think they've got the answers to all the world's social issues. Come on. Sort out your own problems first. You can't help anyone until you help yourself. But helping yourself is helping other people. This is the wheel of karma. By cultivating yourself into a better person, you will have more positive interactions with the people around you. You will have a more positive influence on your friends and family. Don't indulge your mental illnesses. Don't wear them like a badge of honor. Overcome the darkness within you. Stop trying to reach out there. The answers to your problems aren't in crushing other people. It's in writing the balance within your own soul. I know it feels good to think you're on the side of justice. Everyone likes being a winner. Trust me, I get it. But let's be honest with ourselves. Do you really see any satisfying conclusion to the conflict between liberals and conservatives? Do you think either side is going to pack up, admit defeat, and acquiesce to the other? No. American social politics is an absolute cesspool of degeneracy. Disconnect from it. Just this morning, I saw videos online of a person driving their car through a Christmas parade, mowing down countless people. This modern culture is deeply sick, deeply, deeply broken at such a fundamental level. We see it every day projected into the media we consume. It's relentless, but you need to let go. I know it's hard. It's all you see on the news, the internet. It's all people talk about. But this is the challenge. It's not about removing yourself from it. It's about existing within it and still focusing on your own internal development. We must be in the world, but not of the world. Very soon, I will be traveling back to the UK for a couple of months. I am bracing myself mentally for that ordeal. I know that all anyone is going to talk about is COVID, vaccines, American politics, and that's fine. If that's what they want to invest their lives in, that's fine. But I know it will take significant effort from me to not get sucked into that world. 
It will be a true test of my presence, my equanimity, to stay centered no matter what people say and project unto me. I am here, centered within myself, pursuing the virtues I have chosen for myself. I am not pushed or pulled this way and that by the duality of others. I stay true to the code I have set for myself and take action only when it is prudent and necessary to do so. This is the way. Thank you, as always, for your time and effort. This presence, this self-control that I now have, is not something I developed overnight, and it's certainly not something I was able to achieve intellectually solely through reading and study, or just thinking about. I was able to reach the point I am at now through years of practice in martial arts, military, security, It was through the direct experience of these practical trials that I have been able to achieve this calm resolve. So I say to you, it takes practice. I am sure there will be times you will get emotional, lose your composure, maybe get angry or upset with people, and that's fine. That's totally natural. You are a living, breathing human being experiencing all of the sensations inherent in a healthy individual. That's fine. That's good. But recognizing these sensations as they approach fear, anger, frustration, impatience, disgust, recognizing them and maintaining your center, not allowing them to overcome you, that takes practice. So give yourself time. If you would like to know more about how to develop discipline and self-control, check out The Marshall Method, Five Systems to Program Your Life, available now in paperback on Amazon or in ebook on Gumroad. Head over to my landing page, budo.card.co, for more information. That's B-U-D-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Or you can find me on Twitter, at WayBudo. This is all about developing systems. You will not become the person you want to be without a system in place to ensure that, I promise you. Order the Marshall Method today and you will take a great step toward becoming who you are. For those on the way, become the way.